iHeart Air Peninsula. Coming up, concerns are plenty on the EP following the first ever Bush Summit and the SA Masters Games are coming to the Spencer Golf. Hi, I'm Jackie Lim with iHeart Air Peninsula, your weekly local news wrap for the Air Peninsula and surrounds. But first, an emergency department deception in Port Augusta. You may remember back in May, news broke of an unregistered doctor treating patients at Port Augusta Hospital. SA Health revealed the man worked in the emergency department for six days and saw at least 15 patients between Monday, April 24 and Tuesday, May 2, before he was removed from the premises. Since then, two independent reviews have concluded that the overseas-trained doc deliberately misrepresented himself to access the hospital's ED. Port Augusta Journo, Alex Newman, has more. Yes, Jackie, the review findings were handed to SA Health on Wednesday. Flinders and Upper North Local Health Network CEO Craig Packard talks about why the reviews were conducted. The reviews um, were conducted into a unregistered doctor who had applied for an internship at Port Augusta Hospital within the Flinders and Upper North Local Health Network and the reviews were to focus on I guess, the processes and why and how all of that come about that he was able to uh, access the emergency department where he um, was working over those days and to understand what the systems and processes that needed to change were. The reviews have found that he intentionally lied about his registration status and criminal history and that he repeatedly deceived staff about the progress of his registration application. There were a number of recommendations. There were two separate reviews conducted, one around the whole process of someone coming into an internship process, accessing our departments, our accommodation services, Uh, And then a separate review that focused mostly on doctors applying for our uh, medical internship programs. Now that the recommendations have been passed, a number of changes are needed to prevent the incident from occurring again. One of the biggest learnings for us and forms part of the recommendations is to, you know, adjust the preemptive nature of our services to, you know, attract and onboard people into our health services. And so what I mean by that, it's about ensuring that there are still well-scrutinised applications, interview processes, and also then, you know, onboarding to ensure that everyone is checked and not taken, you know, just on merit that they will do the right thing. So a lot focuses on the, the recruitment processes into our positions in our hospitals. The doctor remains unregistered and is under investigation by the Australian Health Practitioner Regulation Agency. Thanks for that one, Alex. Several concerns have been highlighted during this week's inaugural Bush Summit in front of state and local leaders. Port Lincoln reporter Ali Hall has the full story. That's right, Jackie. The first advertiser Bush Summit has brought up a whole host of concerns. Identified through multiple panel discussions, the big issues include growing tourism, attracting and retaining skilled workers, repairing regional roads, investing in internet and phone connection, and cutting red tape to get housing on track. Port Lincoln Mayor Diana Mislov says she was surprised by the amount of red tape hindering local businesses. I think the biggest take home for me was the amount of red tape that's been uh, hampering 
business and processes. So even for things like housing, there's just red tape around state planning commission approvals, things like that, that just delay things. And we really need to be able to fast track some of that or remove some of the bureaucracy around it so that things can be done in a more impactful way. There's also interesting discussion about automation and the need for really good telecommunications so that automation can happen anywhere in the state rather than being predominantly in those bigger cities or in the capital city. One of the other major topics was the Northern Water uh, Supply Project and just by association also our own Billy Lights Point Air Peninsula um, water security issues and the desalination plant proposed there. So I do hope that the Premier and the Cabinet Ministers will all take that on board and look for the future growth for Port Lincoln and the regions rather than perhaps the cheapest option. Mayor Mislove says it was great to have Premier Peter Malinowskis and ministers in attendance to hear local concerns. We are a resilient community and I think that's sometimes taken for granted that the regions and rural Australia can bounce back from things and it's wonderful to see the government leaders here to know firsthand just some of the challenges we face day to day. Host of the day, Andrew Cozzi Costello, says the Bush Summit achieved exactly what it set out to do. Yeah, I'm super pumped to be part of the Advertiser Bush Summit. So this has been going for a few years around Australia. It's the first year uh, that it's been here in South Australia. And it encompasses everything that I stand for here in SA. And that's basically trying to give the regions of South Australia a voice. And it's, it's done exactly that. Cozzi was impressed by Port Lincoln's youngest spokespeople who passionately presented their thoughts to Parliament. Those issues included improving education services, improving mental health support and securing nuclear energy for South Australia. We've had some huge names from the Premier of South Australia, Peter Malinowskis, down to industry leaders and politicians and stuff. But the three kids that were from Port Lincoln High School were, just spoke brilliantly, 16, 17 years old, uh, very, spoke very passionately. I would have employed any one of them. And so just to hear from them about what they think the opportunities are growing up on Air Peninsula, but also what some of the challenges are, were very good. Their parents should be super proud. There are plans in place to follow up on the main issues raised with relevant politicians, as panellists called for officials to believe in industry and create a regional roadmap to prosperity. Let's hope that can all help us out. Thank you so much, Ali. The SA Masters Games is returning to the Spencer Golf. Of course, we already know the 2024 event will be held on the Copper Coast, but it's just been announced the Port Augusta City Council has been successful in their bid to host the 2025 Games. Sport SA announced the winning application late last week, giving Port Augusta an opportunity to showcase the city's exceptional sporting facilities and a unique location at the doorway to the Flinders. Port Augusta Mayor Lindley Shine says it isn't only a win for her town but for all surrounding towns in the region. One of the things we should be celebrating up front is the fact that the city's proximity, you know, strategically to our neighbouring towns, which will also benefit as a result of this too, you know, places like Corn, Melrose, Wyala, Port Pirie as well. That's certainly going to go ahead and enhance our whole region. With the advantage of a two-year lead time, Mayor Shine is confident in expanding the sports lineup and celebrating the unique location. We are equipped in Port Augusta with some of the state-of-the-art sporting facilities and, uh, yes, certainly got facilities that will be able to cater for this, which is fabulous. And um, we'll certainly go ahead and also work with all of the sporting clubs in our community around being part of it and participating wherever we possibly can. Again, talking about the lead-in time, it does provide us with some opportunity to even introduce more sport. We're located in the most beautiful part of South Australia. You know, we've got the golf, the Flinders Ranges, just right there on our doorsteps. The golf offers so much to do. 
And we really do hope we get a lot of water sports as well potentially being looked at in this. So whilst we've got stock standard sports already, shooting, swimming, tennis, volleyball, etc., there is still lots and lots of opportunities for other sports to come on board and these are the conversations that we certainly want to have. Brainstorming is already underway to make it a massive week of sport and festivities. We are planning to have information sessions naturally at some stage in the near future which will actually provide an opportunity for people to have some input into the planning process. So I really do encourage people to look out for those. Just to get the ball rolling, Council has gone ahead and has a dedicated section on our website already, which is titled The Masters Games. We look forward to seeing everyone out cheering for the 28th annual SA Masters Games in Port Augusta. I Heart Air Peninsula. I Heart Air Peninsula. A low-level nuclear waste dump planned for Kimber in the Eyre Peninsula will not be going ahead. The federal government scrapped the concept after the federal court upheld a challenge from the local Indigenous community. It means the search for a site will have to begin all over again and not everyone is happy about it. Our reporter Sam Talbot has more. That's right, Jackie. Rowan Ramsey, federal member for Grey, has called the government a mob of cowards and he says that they're sacrificing Australia's interests and that their decision is pure politics has ripped the carpet out from underneath this town that has worked for eight and a half years to win the rights to host this facility. And I think it's all orchestrated. Chief Daddy bumps out the road in front of the voice referendum that we're heading for sometime later this year when the Prime Minister tells us what it is. But they are determined not to have any altercations with any Indigenous groups around Australia at all, full stop, and we're one of the casualties. He says it's been particularly disappointing for the 61.8% of people in Kimber that voted for the facility because of just how far it's progressed and that process has taken over eight years. There are people that have made business decisions on the back of the fact that this has been through both houses of the parliament. This was supported by both sides of the political fence. The Labor Party, when we were in government, weren't prepared to deem the site, which would have alleviated all these problems. So they wanted to go down this pathway. Now, it had been challenged. This is the third time in the federal court. Eventually, they found a justice they could convince. And apparently, two rulings to one is enough for the federal government to pack up, throw away over $100 million worth of investment, walk away from the community of Cuba, and I think backslide on Anstow and leave them, as I said, up that creek without a paddle. And Ramsey believes it'll be impossible to find another location for the facility. I mean, what community would ever put their hand up for this, considering Kimber's been eight and a half years down this pathway, only have the door slammed in its face now? How do they circumnavigate the exact same problem in any other community? Uh, I mean, there will be Indigenous organisations to deal with wherever they are, They can say what they like and the government folds up their cards and not prepared to fight for a decision that the parliament has already made. Now, who on earth would stick their hand up on that basis? This is completely a mess of the government's own making and I'm just appalled that they don't have the intestinal fortitude to stand up and do the right thing for Australia. Resources Minister Madeline King had the option to appeal the decision, but in a statement she said the facility didn't have enough community support. We reached out to Minister King, but she declined to comment. We also reached out to Anstow and they did not want to speak on air, but want to assure everyone they're taking the necessary steps to ensure we have sufficient storage capacity for our radioactive waste until a purpose-built facility is established. And a former Port Lincoln local has blown the judges away on talent show The Voice. And I said to the man who tried to tempt me Ooh, because I come from the land of plenty 
Cunningham turned all four chairs at his blind audition with a haunting acoustic rendition of Down Under by Men at Work. Rita Ora described his voice as sublime, while Guy Sebastian exclaimed beautiful and wow continuously throughout the performance. After solid pitches from all four judges, Nick ultimately chose Team Rita, saying he feels she will give him that extra push. I caught up with the man himself yesterday. Yeah, look, congratulations first and foremost. Uh, um, an amazing effort. All four chairs turned. How did that feel? It was incredible. Yeah, it definitely blew me away. I, I couldn't believe I turned all four. Yeah, and a very exciting time. I mean, I'm seeing this um, performance all over social media, all over TikTok, everywhere. Are you getting a, a few messages coming through? Yeah, my phone hasn't stopped for for about three days now. It's been pretty wild. Lots of um, people sharing and, and just so much love coming through. It's, it's been incredible. So you're originally from the Air Peninsula. Whereabouts exactly? I am from the Air Peninsula. Originally, my, my family are from Sharinga, which is uh, about an hour and a half north of Port Lincoln. Grew up between there and Port Lincoln, so I uh, went to school in Port Lincoln and, yeah, sort of bounced between the two. So we'd like to claim you as our own. I'm sure that everyone in Port Lincoln is just absolutely loving seeing how far you've come. Did you start singing while you were still back in the Air Peninsula? Yeah, I did. I played a lot of um, just sort of bar gigs and stuff around the area before I made the move to the East Coast, so definitely all started back there. How old were you when you, when you started singing? I think I was about 18 by the time I started actually performing. I sung a little bit in school. And yeah, once I sort of turned 18 and could go out and and be in venues and stuff, I started to um, just play gigs locally and it kind of went from there. What were the nerves like sitting facing all the backs of those chairs? Obviously, normally you've got smiling faces looking at you. (laughs) Yeah, it was definitely a different format to um, what I'm used to. It was pretty terrifying, but... I just sort of tried to play the song as well as I could and, and didn't think about it too much, to be honest. How does one learn to play the guitar like that? <laughs> uh, patience and it just it takes a lot of time, I guess, like any kind of skill. I just, um, yeah, I started sort of when I was about 20, 21 or something and just practiced in my bedroom a lot with that kind of style. You've had um, a whole heap of other big performances, festivals and the like. What's your favourite onstage experience so far in your career? Falls Festival would be my favourite onstage experience, I think. I did Falls Fire and I won a competition to be the local act to play Falls Festival 2019. So really big band of my friends, close people that I've been with in music in Byron and and we all got to share the day together. So it was pretty incredible. How's your life changed uh, since the show aired? I'm sure it has already and it's going to continue to, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm definitely doing a lot more radio interviews. To be honest, I just, um, I'm back in Brisbane now. I'm back at work as much as I can be. But yeah, I mean, it's just so much more attention and so many more people really loving my music and it's sort of going to continue that way hopefully. What do you have in store for your next appearance? Can you give us any hints? Uh, I don't think I can actually give you guys too many hints to be honest. Um, (laughs) As you know I've been with Rita so team Rita um, and Rita does a great job. She does pick great songs for me so yeah you can rest assured that she's going to do a good job. Amazing well look forward to seeing what you can deliver next and hopefully you can go all the way. I'm sure everyone in Port Lincoln is still rooting for you. Do you have any family still out there? Yeah, my sister still lives in Port Lincoln. Dad's back in Sharinga. Do you want to give him a shout out? As well, so. <laughs> yeah, my sister Alison, hopefully she's having a great day. And my dad up in Sharinga as well, grandparents and Granny and Tumby. Yeah, love you guys so much and thanks for all the support. Congratulations again, Nick. You've definitely got the hearts and the attention of everyone across the Spencer Gulf and Air Peninsula. We wish you all the best of luck. 
And that's your weekly news wrap across the Air Peninsula and surrounds. Don't forget you can hear iHeart Air Peninsula on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Jackie Lim. Join us again next week for more local, trusted and free news. iHeart Air Peninsula.